I got clients complaining to me like, why do you cost this much if you're plus size? Like literally those words. And I'm like, but, and you can't make it up. It's a massive issue that people don't think that plus size models deserve to get paid anything. Welcome to Made For Us, a podcast about the intersection of innovation and inclusion. It's for anyone who's curious about how to develop products that work better for all of us. I'm your host, Tosin Suleiman, a podcaster and former business journalist. It's hard to believe, but we're on episode 10 already. If you're tuning in for the first time, thanks so much for joining. And if you're a regular listener, it's great to have you back. I'd love to hear from anyone who's listened to all the episodes so far. If that's you, please send a short message or a voice note to hello at madeforuspodcast.com. Let me know what you think about the podcast and your favorite episode so far, and you could get a shout out in a future episode. And if you can, include a screenshot of your podcast app showing the most recent episodes you listen to. Today, my guest is Raoul Samuel, a model and body positivity activist whose first job in the industry was modeling for the launch of the Boohoo Man Plus Size range. Raoul has gone on to front campaigns for brands like Nike, Tommy Hilfiger and ASOS, and he's also featured in Vogue and Men's Health magazines. In this episode, Raoul talks about his struggles with body confidence as a teenager and how he got his first break. I took a holiday to China and came back and my face was all over the underground, like all over it. There wasn't a billboard that wasn't my face at that time. We also talk about the rise of the body positivity movement and whether the fashion industry is really ready to embrace big and tall models. I just want to see a shift in their mindset as it being now normal, like you're not shocked or surprised when you see a plus size model on a cover of Vogue. I started by asking Raul if he'd always been interested in fashion. Name's Raul Samuel, um, 30 years old, uh, been modelling. For about seven years, I am a model of Bridge Agency. I'm in the plus size industry. Um, I'm an advocate for it and I'm trying to push um, a positive message in the fashion world. I grew up in Tottenham, which is not the most affluent area. So what tends to happen is that, that people try and dress up to try and hide the fact that they're in a negative situation. So I think you're kind of forced into trying to dress well from an early age, but I've always been interested in high fashion, even though I wasn't able to attain it. So what was it like shopping for clothes when you were younger? Shopping for clothes, probably about, it got challenging when I hit about 16 to 18. My body was like changing quite rapidly in different sizes. And then, yeah, so it was hard because at that age I was shopping for stuff that are large and most tracksuits came in like medium like they didn't really do large let alone extra large back then so it wasn't I couldn't get everything that I wanted all the time so yeah it wasn't easy and and how confident would you say you were with the way you looked on the outside very confident but internally probably felt like I've got a lot more work to do and I don't look like I still had a lot of insecurities that weren't projected outside. Like you would have never known that, but you, I'll always be comparing myself to like the guy that seems that like everybody likes and even like the singers and the musicians and the actors that everybody likes. I think a lot of people assume that, you know, women do that a lot. 
but maybe they don't realize that that men do that as well yeah it's true it's true because i will um i will never project it this is kind of like a therapy session <laughs> but it's true i probably wasn't really aware i was doing it i just thought i had to look like that so i started running and started working out and stuff like that but even when I got to the stage where I thought I needed to be, I still there were still more things that I weren't happy with. When you're looking at yourself and you're looking at these airbrushed images, this Photoshop six packs, you're thinking, I did not look like that. So it then stirs up some certain insecurities about like taking your top off, even during like football matches, I wouldn't do it. It's just like you start it starts creeping up on you and you don't even realise why. And do you feel like you were the only one or do you think that other guys around you felt the same way? Definitely other guys around me did feel that way, but I think it was hidden. So they were doing the same thing i done because I was speaking to a couple of my old friends and they mentioned as well, it's like that era was really hard because like you felt like you had to do that. So we started going gym from so young to try and look like that. And then even when you realise that that goal is not attainable because it's not realistic, you can't maintain that. And so you get it for one summer and then the rest of the year, it's like you can't maintain it. But I think a lot of guys felt like that, but they just, they just hit it. They just hit it because looking at the actions and the reason why we was doing things, we will act out in order to cover the fact that um, we don't look a certain way or we feel insecure about ourselves. So how old were you when you started going to the gym? I was young, probably about 14 to 16. My dad went to the market, found this like bench press that he was going to send back to Africa. And we just started going on that. And then, thinking yeah right that's it I'm going to be the next trace one and then yeah from that I started but it was inconsistent but it it done more negative for my body than good at that time because you're putting on this muscle and stuff like that and when you don't eat your metabolism slows down so you end up gaining this ton of weight that you don't know where it's coming from because you're eating the same food but your body is now used to like working out now so it will just store it as fat and you're body composition would change because you don't know how to train so your chest is massive now it looks like you just got boobs <laughs> which adds to more insecurities and it's just a roller coaster wow 14 is really young so you're 30 now you said you started modeling seven years ago tell us about how you got your first gig as a model my first proper proper job like a full day was with um boohoo man and then they were talking about, oh, yeah, this is going to be a great campaign. I didn't know what campaign meant. I just thought, like, that's just a term they use for the website. So I took it. And then as I'm driving back, I had makeup artists like, congratulations, like, you got a campaign. I was thinking, okay, this is good. I'm good thinking it's going on a website. And then I took a holiday to China and came back, and my face was all over the underground like all over it there wasn't a billboard that wasn't my face at that time and then i'm getting messages like people taking pictures like what's this what's this what's this, what's this at the time nobody knew that i got signed and then yeah so that was my first one and that was like two weeks in and i'm like what have i signed up for because 
like what's coming next. And then it took off like Daily Mail contacted us and BBC contacted us. I've done like a whole radio round of like talking about plus size model. And that's when I knew how important it was for that to happen. And it was Bridge the first agency that you signed with or were you with another agency before you found Bridge? Tell us about that story. Yeah, so the first people that scouted me was someone called, I forget their names, but I don't think they're legit. But that's who gave me the incentive. But it, it, it's always been Bridge. The reason why it's always been Bridge, I more than likely would always be Bridge um, because it's what they stand for. A lot of the agencies are signing plus size model, which I think is fantastic. But they're doing it for the paycheck, thinking, oh, these are actually getting work. So let's cash in while we can. Where Bridge is not thinking that. It's like they would lose relationships with certain clients that are tr- mistreating the plus size model because they're in it to create a whole industry, a whole scene, and then they actually care about what's happening to the mentality of the models and the people around it, like all of the guys, all of the plus size men that are shopping, all of the dads, all of the young boys, all of the young men that don't feel confident. That's what they're trying to change and that's what I stand for. So they believe that the plus size model should earn as much as any straight size model. But at the minute, that's that's not been the case. And they fought for it and they still are fighting for it. And then I got clients complaining to me like, why do you cost this much if you're plus size? Like literally those words. And I'm like, why? And you can't make it up. It's a massive issue that people don't think that plus size models deserve to get paid anything. And then there's some agencies that would accept like the lowest fee possible in order to just get them working. So it's like, yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, but Bridge but Bridge are doing an amazing job at like leading the scene and then setting like precedence because there's loads of things that they've done behind the scenes made a company change their terms and and conditions so everybody every plus size model gets paid fairly so the the boohoo campaign was that after you signed with bridge that was after i signed with bridge yeah two weeks after or three weeks not longer after i signed with bridge so that that was pretty quick and i understand you've been involved in lots of other big campaigns since then can you talk about some of the highlights yeah so i think the most i'm i'm going to talk about the impactful highlights so the biggest like impactful ones have been Vogue. So to be featured on Vogue twice was like amazing. Also to be featured on Men's Health magazine was very impactful because it's men's health. Also we done a, a piece with GQ, which was like definitely amazing because these are industry leaders in our world. And men's health, like what went through your mind when you heard that you were going to be in men's health? I don't know. It was it was excitement. So I had an agent that now left called Dylan that was with Bridge. So he was super excited and I was super excited by thinking, all right, I don't know what to expect here. Um, he said, look, it's not going to be like the feature you think is. It might just be like a bit of jewellery here and there. It might not show your face. And then when it came out, it, it the shots were amazing. I, and it was my, my face as well. And then 
the next year they booked it again and then yeah it was it was amazing because I was thinking this is what I wanted this is what I imagined when I first modelled like one day I'll get on men's health as a plus size model and here we are and was that a magazine that you'd ever picked up definitely yeah it's one of probably one of the only magazines I've bought when I was trying to work out and you see people in a cover you're like I want to look like that so let me buy that and then you take it home and then you try to work out and stuff like that and and so describe what that so the first time describe what that shoot was like so because I, I had a look at the photos and you weren't really wearing much apart from <laughs> jewelry yeah that's it it's true it's true so the first time around it that's what I expected but you kind of I've worked with so many photographers but that one was kind of like it was very particular it was very talented like he had vision for days like he can see things um that he can't and then it was the first time I had that much clothes on or lack of but they made me feel super comfortable but then I, I was like just walking around there like thinking yeah this is it like this is what I have been leading up to and now we're here showing the world like this you can be you're okay looking like this and you still can wear designer look good like with this much clothes on even though like we've got this misconception that you have to have a certain body type in order to be topless whether you're at the beach and that but I was feeling like at first I was nervous because of the like it's men's health I want to get this right but then I was just like look when I'm there and the camera starts flashing I get into the zone I'm thinking this is what I do anyway so I'll I'll be fine yeah I, was, I mean I was thinking like it must take a lot of confidence though to to do a shoot like that yeah definitely compared to say where you were at the start of your career or even where you were at the age of 16 how has your confidence changed like you realize everything you thought was important about your body was wrong or everything negative that you thought was absolutely wrong because you you like quickly realize that people appreciate you for being yourself and not hiding um who you are and then from that it gives them confidence because like body confidence is not defined by the type of body you have it's not just for big people there's like really slim people that still have body confidence issues and feel like they're too slim and so you're impacting everybody in a body spectrum let's say like you're affecting every single person so when that come out and you get like messages on instagram saying look thank you like i'm now trying to be a plus size model I might not reply to every single one of them, but I do appreciate everyone because it's kind of like, this is what I'm striving for. And it's, you can see it, it's working. If it helps like one and two people, hopefully it helps a lot more than that. But if it helps one or two people, then you're, it's like your job is worth it now because it's more than just a paycheck. You're literally affecting people's lives. And are you surprised by how common, you know, body dysmorphia, body confidence issues are in men? Yeah, I am very, very surprised. So when I was ASOS mainly is when I worked with uh, so many models in one place. So there was about 10 to 15 of us at one stage with all different body types. Like this was probably 
the majority of the up and coming modeling scene were there at that time. So, but they, a lot of them, I would say 90% of them were struggling with their body image. Whenever a model walks by, they'll be like, oh, look at his arms. It's like better than mine. Or look at that. It's better than mine. Or, ah, he's like that because he's a bit taller. They will constantly compare themselves. Now, if somebody looks at them, they'll be like, you look perfect. It's like, what are you complaining about? But it's this whole thing where you're like, who's the better looking guy? The whole Love Island situation type thing going on. So it just goes to show no matter how you look, it's a deeper thing. You still might feel that way if you're not confident within yourself. Yeah, that's really surprising. And also, I'm curious about your experience being a plus size model, because it seems that it comes with a level of scrutiny that maybe the straight size models don't have to face. Can you talk a bit about your experience? So because they go on this starvation diet sometimes, a lot of them are my friends anyway, so we could probably laugh over this. But I think a lot of them feel like, oh, isn't it just like you're good, you're good looking, but you're just lazy? because you don't want to do the diet and you don't want to starve yourself. So that's what they say. And they says, oh, do you have to go to an agent? And instead of them telling you to lose weight, they put, they're told you to put on weight. They're just confused. I'm like, no, that's that's like not the case at all. The case is it's like you have to be confident within yourself. Like the fashion industry before was everybody has to be size zero. That's still an extremely unhealthy thing to promote. Now we're telling you to be confident and we're being accused of promoting things unhealthily, which doesn't make no sense because before it was literally unhealthy. But yeah, there, some are good with it. Some some has told me, look, yeah, like w- what you're doing is amazing. And others are like, nah, you guys are not models to me. Wow. So so do you feel like you have to work harder? Yes, to be taken seriously. Hundred percent, yeah, a lot harder because you you're gonna have to prove your worth because nobody no no one's gonna take you seriously at first. They're gonna think like, what is this? Is the clothes gonna fit? Not everybody is used to seeing it, and not everybody understands it and the reasons behind it. They think, oh, is it a new political movement? Is it like a phase? Like nobody knows what it is. We're slowly getting there. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you think has changed. What do you think has made it possible for someone like you, who's different from the stereotypical male model, to have the career that you've had? I think it's a few things. I think it's obviously the the social media side of things and the push that the curve um, and plus size women had um, naturally, like, the pioneers of it like your Ashley Grahams um, and your Tessas like they really pushed out and then been like okay plus size women are here and the men were really quiet for a long time and then you realise like there's like a need the social media side of things helped as well more plus size influencers proved that um, you can look good at any size any age and then brands started paying more attention and the customers helped so the plus size models were selling out so there's like a financial gain in it 
And actually, I want to talk about the label plus size. Yeah. Do you think of yourself as plus size? I know what they mean when they say it. I think the the meaning means like you're bigger than the straight size models is what they're saying. And they just can't find a word or a nice word to say it. But I think there's been quite a lot of terminology debates on it. And we've yet to find the right one. I heard brawn, I heard muscular, but I do consider myself plus size because I want to appeal to the plus size men. So in terms of people that are a bit bigger, that's who I'm trying to relate to. I was also wondering about the environment that you grew up in, because, you know, some of it is is cultural as well. Like you say in your family, the, the men in your family, would you say that you know, compared to them, you're plus size or did you feel like you're regular size? To them, I'm completely regular. It's like normal. The food we eat and stuff like that, it's like it it will make you like what they call plus size. If you're underweight, they're going to like talk to you like what's going on here. So it's kind of like they would encourage you to get bigger. So the mentality is like totally different. Like putting on weight in African culture is a compliment because they see putting on weight as healthy where we we see being an unhealthy weight as desirable. It's like I eventually found out that it's your responsibility. Um, So your happiness and your view of your body is you're responsible for that and you can take charge on that and you can change it. You don't have to change your body. You can change your mindset, you could change your fashion, you could change where you shop because when you start looking good, you then realise quickly like that's what was missing. It's like I didn't find my style, I didn't find the right place to shop, I didn't and that was impacting you because you're wearing the same clothes and everyone else looked good and you felt like you couldn't because you're too big but now, now you can. Mm-hmm. And Related to that point, like who are some of your favorite designers and brands that are catering to to larger men? I think yeah. So I've done a shoot with a magazine with Hunter Magazine just this week, and then we were shooting an outfit for one was Louis Vuitton, which fitted quite well. And then you got like your bosses that are trying, like your you got boss that are trying to now branch out to that as well. And then you've got your brands are always trying to cater, like your Boohoo's for your plus-size essentials, your ASOS as well, your Giacomo's, your Jack and Jones's. You've got loads of influencers that are working with these brands and then are making them think, like, we should do a campaign. Even, like, Lionel Scott, they've been doing it for ages as well. I think they were one of the first, actually, to start thinking about doing plus-size so we've talked about the progress that has been made, but what are the changes that you'd like to see in the industry? I think it was, I want to see plus size model get as much work as any of the straight size models, not just settling for the scrapes that they have at the end of the season. I want to see more plus size models on the runway, every show, including like Italy, France, New York, so definitely want to see that. And I, I just want to see a shift in their mindset as it being now normal 
like you're not shocked or surprised when you see a plus size model on a cover of Vogue. It's like, I want to see more get to that supermodel status. And then once you start getting that, then yeah, I think we'll be where we want to be because I think the impact would show that you can look good at any size. And that's the core message that we're trying to engrave in people's minds. Like, it doesn't matter about your size, you can still look good. So then once you realise that, you kind of change the way you behave towards everything. And what's the one piece of advice that you would give to men who might be struggling with their confidence, their body confidence? I think you need to realise that there's people that look like you that still look good, that feel confident. So I think the easiest way for me was Instagram. Find influencers that look similar to you and then slowly improve your dressing based on them because if you look good, you start feeling good and start feeling confident when you find clothes that fit you right. Okay, great. And how can people follow your work? The best way right now is through Instagram. There will be a YouTube series where I'm going to discuss everything about making people more confident, like clothes that would fit bigger guys and then how to dress and different type of styles that you can do that will help you feel confident and it's flattering. So that's coming in the near future. Thanks to Raul Samuel for the candid conversation. You'll find details of how to follow him in the show notes. If you like this episode, please do share it with someone who would enjoy it. And you can also check out my interview with Charlotte Griffiths, founder of Bridge Agency, which represents Raul. That's in episode seven. I'm Tosin Suleiman. Thank you for joining me on Made For Us.